Hello and welcome to the Social Work Stories podcast. My name's Liz Murphy and looking at me still underneath the little dressing gown is Dr Mim Fox. Hello Mim. Hi Liz, how are you doing? I'm going well, I'm going well. Listeners, this is one of our very short COVID-19 catch-ups that uh, we promised we were going to have over the course of however long. And today we wanted to talk a little bit about the impact that this has had on social work education. Right, Mim? Yeah, Liz. And I'm really glad we're getting some space to talk about this, actually, because I know that across the world, um, our social work uh, academics and our social work practitioners and our social work students are all feeling really challenged by COVID-19 and the impact that it's having on our universities. We're not even at the point yet where we can talk about the financial impact that this is going to have on our um, social work education around the world. But in the meantime, what we can talk a little bit about uh, is the impact it's having on our everyday teaching practices and our decisions around that. So I thought we might give it some time today to talk about. Is that all right with you? That is perfect. And I might also spend a little bit of time just talking about what we're doing um, uh, with regards to placements. That would be great, Liz. Um, And, you know, our listeners know that we are committed to social work students on placement anyway, as we talk about them fairly regularly on our um, podcast and have, you know, brought them in. So that's, it's really good to be able to use this space for that. So from my perspective, Liz, and um, I'm speaking now not from my university perspective, but from my perspective as a social work educator and academic um, in the profession, there are a few things that I've noticed that are really being impacted by COVID-19. The first one would be our face-to-face teaching and how we teach practice subjects. The second would be student placements and the sorts of placements we can provide for our students. And the third would be how we provide support to students more generally, more broadly. So I just thought I might give a minute to each of those. So the first one was face-to-face teaching and how we provide practice teaching. Now, how we do that has been a debate within social work education for as long as I've been in it and for a very long time before that. The reason for that is because there are so many universities who provide distance education anyway and then so many other universities who don't, who have provided traditionally face-to-face teaching. And over a number of years now, there are also universities who have started to blend those two things together. And we know from the university sector that it's cheaper for universities to run online education and to have as little face-to-face teaching as they can do, uh, simply as a bottom line economical decision. But within social work education, we know that we have been battling to preserve face-to-face teaching. And especially in practice subjects, I think, Liz, it's really important when you're teaching skills for students to actually be able to do that with real people, to be able to, even if it's through simulation and role play, which are fundamental um, landmarks of social work education teaching, I really do believe that students need to be in front of another human being to learn how to relate to a vulnerable human being in that situation. I often say to students that in order to create a safe space for another vulnerable person, you need to have experienced feeling safe in a vulnerable space. And I don't know how you do that sometimes if you are not with other people, right? So so for me, that 
I think that that premise has been greatly challenged by COVID-19. We're seeing some real creativity come out around the world about how we teach in an online forum. Thankfully, nobody yet is talking about this as a permanent feature for the future and pro and uh academics worldwide are being proactive in joining together and creating minimum standards and uh, principles of practice as we go forward. But, um, but I do think it's something to highlight that this is a challenge that we're in the middle of at the moment. The second point there is around social work student placements. And I know that around the world and definitely here in Australia, many placements just are being cancelled at the drop of a hat for students. Students may find that they have a number of hours left and suddenly their placement can't host them anymore. There are students coming up for placements who are counting on those placements in order to graduate from their degrees and they are finding that either they can't do them at all as of yet and don't know when they will be able to or if they do them they will then become uh, indirect placement so will not actually include face-to-face -face work with other people. That's not to say they won't include practice tasks. They may be suddenly, instead of counselling in person or doing casework in person, they may find they have to do that on the phone. They may find they're doing it on things like Zoom and online platforms. Uh, but it does change the nature of the placements. We used to talk, when I first came into field education, we used to talk about the importance of having students be in a team of experiencing an office space and a workplace. Some of those basic things now are, have gone out the window. And so I do think we're in a time of change with field education. And when this is all over and we go to, not back to normal because I, we don't know what the normal is, will look like, but we will go to our new normal of social work education. I do think we're gonna have to give some thought to whether those basic uh, learning goals uh, for students on placements are gonna be the same and whether we can embrace a more virtual learning space, a more virtual office space, a more virtual team environment for students going forward. And now's the time that we can actually start trying out some of those ideas. Can I comment on that? Absolutely. Because I agree with everything that you've said. Now, from my perspective, where I work, we've had students with us as we've kind of been smack dab in the COVID-19 preparations. So many of our students are now working with us remotely. And I just wanted to share my story with um, my social work student at the moment. So my social work student was doing clinical and project, right? She was doing a project with me, clinical somewhere else. Suddenly, she, because of her own situation, has been working from home. Now, she virtually comes with me into the ICU ward. The other day, I had a, a sudden death that occurred in the ICU ward, and there was a lot of support that was required for the partner of this, this person who passed away quite suddenly. A lot of um, service uh, negotiating and advocacy and just navigating, um, some phone support, um, some sorting out Centrelink payments. Now, my student spent two days doing that for this particular person. Two days I didn't have, right? Yes. Not only did she has she been doing things like that, but she's also been, as people know now, social workers know this, that what we used to rely on in terms of 
food services, transport. I mentioned this to you in the last interview. Has A lot of that has changed. Daily, I would get three to ten emails a day on different changes that are that are going um, with regards to services, charities, etc. This student of mine has developed a resource list that she updates every single day. It is now gone around the hospital. We're using it in the emergency command centre. Now, I cannot say strongly enough, now is not the time to be pulling back from social work placements. Let us lean into this, colleagues and friends, because those students have so much to offer. Now is not the time to be pulling the plug. Get them in. If they're working remotely, we can do that. We're just setting up a placement at the moment where the students will be following up bereft families from our palliative care services, doing telephone counselling with them, helping them again to navigate services, etc., we're thinking of another project where we will, students will be able to work with us in the hospital. COVID or not, they will be either on the floor or working remotely, whatever's safe, but they will not be not using clinical and project skills. So uh, next week, I'm be emailing all of my colleagues where I, where I live and work saying, come on now, let's take them on because they are awesome and as a profession, we need to support each other in this as well. We've got to make sure that we get those graduates out because I can tell you now, Mim, at the moment, we are interviewing many, many casual staff because we're needing them in the COVID response. So we want to make sure that we've got work-ready students by the end of this year. Yeah, I think that's a really important point, Liz, that even though this is happening around us, the needs for social work are huge and will only continue to be huge. So we actually need our graduates to come out, to be coming out, as you said, work ready, but also able to deal with the uncertainty that this time brings, right? And having placements cancelled doesn't actually address that issue. So being creative with students and getting them to do different types of tasks at the moment is actually really important. It also teaches flexibility as a social worker. I mean, isn't that one of the core <laughs> practice principles we come from, flexibility? <laughs> yes. And and so that people know that we walk the walk, right, Mim? Yeah. We've got two more so- social work students that are joining uh, the podcast group as That's well. right. That's right. And I think, I think also a lot of academics don't normally – takes social work students on because they're used to taking research assistants on and they don't they're not really sure about what the difference between taking a social work student taking a research assistant on may be and I do want to encourage my academic colleagues out there to think about taking social work students on and providing a critically reflective space for them where they can still engage with theory to practice and they can still engage in principles around socialising to the profession but can do so utilising their research skills and their understanding of broader population issues and more macro issues and macro practice. So finally, Liz, I just want to raise one more point when it comes to the changes that's happened within social work education for our students. The final point is around support for students in a more broad sense, not just within our programs, but more generally. You know, we're under a lot of pressure uh, in universities to spend as little time as possible uh, in activities that 
are not directly related to teaching or research or our governance or service roles. And um, I want to make a plug that at this time, this is not the time to pull back from support for students. I think that um, universities have really stepped up with a range of support services and that's been fantastic. I know for, I teach primarily international students at the moment and I know that they've been really challenged by not just really ignorant comments from people like our Prime Minister about the needs of international students <laughs> in our country, but also also they've been really challenged because their families are overseas in other countries. They can't get to them, they can't leave to get to them, their relatives can't get out and they're distressed. And, you know, internet access and phone access is not equitable as we know around the world. And when when international students have relatives in countries that have been heavily impacted by COVID, it leads to a really, really worrying time for them and they feel that much more isolated when they're here in our country, as I know they are in Western countries around the world studying. So what I do want to say is that as social workers, we know that relationship is one of our core values. We know that we are in social work education modelling for our students all the time professional relationships and professional ways of communicating and responding to people every day but also in times of need. And I don't want people to forget that our students are also those people as well and that we have a real response, responsibility in our response to be supporting our students at this time. And I've been really heartened by comments on social media that I've seen from my academic colleagues around the country and around the world about how, how we can support our students better throughout this crisis. I think it's really essential. Whilst you're talking about social media, do you want to make a plug for ours so that if, if you're a social work student, international so, social work student, an academic, someone who's going to take on a student, they can let us know. Absolutely. And if, you know, if you've got an opportunity out there that you'd like to get out to students, I mean, this is the time when we're wanting virtual opportunities, right, Liz? So, um, you know, our social work students who come on board with us in the second half of this year, they'll be coming on board in a virtual space. It'll be a virtual team and we'll be relating to them over Zoom until such time as we can go back to campus and uh, go back to actually meeting social workers face-to-face, -face, right? So this is a really important time for those creative ideas. If anybody out there wants to, um, you know, put an idea out there to inspire other people or let anyone know about an opportunity, then please get on board. We are on Twitter and Instagram at SOWK Stories Pod. And then our website is www.socialworkstories.com. And we would love to hear from you. Uh, let's not be alone in all of this. Let's do it together. And before we go, it would be remiss of us to not say thank you to our beautiful social work student, Katie, who's finishing up with us. Yes, Katie's Katie, been fantastic. Who has worked a lot remotely with us, even before COVID-19. Cutting edge stuff we were doing before even the pandemic hit. Thanks, yeah, well, we Katie. were ahead of the curve, Liz, ahead of the curve. Look, Katie, you've been fantastic. We love having students on our podcast with us and um, love how many students engage with our podcast as well. So let's keep that going. All right, everyone, take care. Have a good fortnight and keep safe. Keep, we hope that you, your families, your colleagues, your friends are all safe and well. And uh, we look forward to checking in with you soon. Bye, Mim. Bye, Bye everyone. for now, Liz. Bye.